0: Shorty! I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much F-I-S-H-I-I-N, fishing F-I-S-H-I-I-N, fishing. F-I-S-H-I-I-N, fishing I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm country Today on The Big Show, we talk about a big lake, Leech Lake. Not much bad to say. We're going to hear from Carl Peterson. He is the large lake specialist from the Walker Area Fisheries Office, next. <laughs> This is fishing Paul Bunyan Country, a division of Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, it's time to put the spotlight on Leech Lake every year as we get going uh, with the fishing season. We take a look at some of the big uh, gems of Paul Bunyan Country. Leech Lake is certainly that, and we have joining us, once again, Carl Peterson, the Large Lake Specialist for Leech Lake. Uh, Carl, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Large Lake Specialist. Kind of says what it is, but in a little more detail, what exactly is a large lake specialist and what is the large lake program?
1: Uh, our large lake program in Minnesota we focus on our large walleye lakes you know we've got a number of those Mille Lacs and Leach and Vermilion and uh, Cass Lake Red Lake and we have specialists working on each one of those specific lakes you know that their main focus is to to work on those large lakes and then we have Certain sampling protocols that we try to mimic on on those lakes, if it makes sense for each specific lake, and and then uh, a lot of times we'll use that to compare those data and uh, management on those large walleye lakes, and you know things we can learn from one lake and use on another lake or vice versa, the same thing. So to try to you know to try to improve our, our walleye management and other management on these large lakes that we have in the state, these like you said,
0: these great fishing gems
1: that we have here.
0: So it seems to me that the large lakes probably need more time spent on them. They are very important to the state in a number of different ways, and they and they act a little bit different than than other lakes might. Am I right on all of those fronts?
1: Yeah. You know, the uh, if you just look at the economic impact of just, you know, the the large lakes that we have in the state, it, it's, it's a pretty impressive number when it comes to how much, time and money and resources are spent on those lakes and you know what they bring to the state as well so that's why we put a little bit more focus on the large lakes that we have so for example on on leach lake and you know the other large lakes in the state we sample them every single year so the sampling that we do we have standardized sampling that we do every year We're on some of our smaller area lakes we might do it you know we might sample it every three years or every five years or maybe even eight years depending on on, uh, if we have a you know a regulation on one of those smaller lakes, but yeah, the the large lakes definitely receive a more attention and, and we look into them a little bit more.
0: How long have you been the large lake specialist on Leech?
1: I've been here as large lake specialist since 2016.
0: Okay. One of the interesting things about Leech is it is considered one lake, and I think the main reason is because it's one blanket of water that you can get from one end to the other. But really. They are their, each bay seems to be its own personality and almost its own different kind of lake.
1: Yeah, that's what I really like about Least Lake. It's, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a, if you go to the shallow bays, the, you know, shallow eastern bays, steamboy or a uh, boy and headquarters bays over there, they act like more of a, you know, a bluegill bass lake. And then you come out into the main lake, you know, the deep basin with the large flats out there, you know, you've got more of a walleye kind of perch. And then uh scoot over here to the western side of the lake, Walker Bay, you get this, you know, really deep, cold, clear water. You know, it's over 150 feet deep, where the the main basin of the lake is, you know, it averages around 25 feet deep. So, in just, you know, just in this one body of water, you, you can fish basically any kind of water you want. You know, if you like fishing that real shallow stuff and sight fishing for bass or if you want to, you know, pulling cranks deep for walleyes, you can, so...
0: And the other amazing thing about Leech Lake is it basically has everything. I mean, if it's a sport fish and maybe even not a sport fish, if it's a rough fish, Leech Lake's got it somewhere.
1: Oh, it does, yeah. (laughs) You know, we had uh, we had some friends come up from Oklahoma, and they were beside themselves at how great the uh, the rock bass fishing was. So, <laughs> you know, we were out fishing for walleyes. I was trying to talk them into walleye fish, but they got tied, to, you know, started tying into the rock bass, and I couldn't pull them off of them. So, yeah, it's, you know, really, really good, um, obviously, walleye fishing. It's a musky. you know, it's a, a national, international muskie destination for sure. And then the panfish, the you know tremendous trout, these tremendous bluegills up in some of those shallow bays, shallow bays as well, and purge fishing. So, yeah, we've we've got it. If you like to fish it other than trout, you know, it's in it's in leech.
0: I tell you what, and we're going to get into the walleyes uh, because we've expanded our uh, our listener area more into the Brainerd area too. And some of those may not know the story of the the walleye restoration. So we'll get into that in a little while. But I want to touch on the the um, muskies because it is uh, pretty amazing when you look at the leaderboard every year uh, on the big uh, Twin Cities muskies Inc tournament they have in September you know the vast and I mean vast majority of fish are coming off leech and there's a lot of them 50 49 50 51 just you know a real decent size doesn't always get the biggest one but it has more bigger ones let's put it that way
1: yeah, we definitely have some some decent muskies out here, and, and we're uh, we just set some musky nets in Leech here this actually today, so we're going to go out and and what we do every four years the genetics is so good in Leech Lake that every four years we uh, we um, pull some musky spawn out of the lake and we'll use that to actually spread those genetics out throughout the, the rest of the state because it's it's such you know the, they call it the Leech Lake strain of muskies they grow so good and they grow so big that uh, that's what we used to stock the majority of the other musky lakes in the state as well. So and uh, you know those musky tournaments we work with those guys too. They do a they do a really good job working with us cuz it's a great chance for us to to get and see you know what we're seeing for fish out there cuz they're such an elusive fish. We have trouble sampling them. A lot of times you got to be out there in the spring, you know, when they get up in the shallows and we're sometimes busy with other like walleye sam- or walleye spawn take in the spring, but uh so we've worked with like that frank schneider tournament you're talking about and, and uh, rated shoot out and uh use those information we get creel information from those muskie tournaments and that way we can kind of track and you know see are we seeing catch rates are they staying similar or are we seeing you know more big fish not very many small fish but uh so far that's tracked for you know pretty well for the few years that we've been doing it and and things on the lake really really look good for muskies you know they're they're, like I said, there's still a bunch of big ones out there, and there's some smaller ones out there replacing the, the bigger ones that are moving on. So
0: That's one of the great things about, you know, uh, a lake like leech, which, you know, it, it, it doesn't need stocking. The, the stocked lakes don't tend to reproduce as well. They'll get, the, the fish will get in there, they'll live a long time, they'll get big, but they don't re- reproduce as well as lakes like Cass and, and leech do.
1: Yeah, you know these natural pre- reproduction lakes. It's uh, it's really nice that the lake has figured out you know what works best for it and and how many fish to have in there, and it's sustained it's itself on its own. We do put since we take out spawn take every four years, we'll we'll put in uh, 600 fingerlings just to kind of replace the eggs that we take out every four years. But other than that, there's there's just no stocking that goes on in for our-
0: As always, when we start out the year, we're looking at some of the biggies in Paul Bunyan Country. Leech Lake is certainly one of those. We'll continue our conversation with Carl Peterson next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Carl Peterson, the large lake specialist out of the Walker Area Fisheries Office. My guest... We're talking Leech Lake, one of the gems of Paul Bunyan country, and quite frankly, one of the gems of the United States of America. We talked a lot about the world-class musky population on Leech. The other world-class fishery it has is bass, and, and we hear that you know uh, Bassmaster chose Mille Lacs as uh, I think one of the maybe the number one uh, bass fishing destination in the nation, and I can't argue with that. But Leech is not far behind, and you hear people from all over the nation that come up here and fish bass that are amazed at how good the bass fishing is on Leech Lake, both uh, largemouth and now getting to be smallmouth.
1: Yeah, we're starting to see more smallmouth throughout the lake. We we haven't sampled a ton of them in our sampling gear, but they're just a little, you know, out a little bit deeper. We are starting to see them in our creel surveys. They're starting to bump up, and you'll be talking to guys, and they'll be out fishing, you know, one of the rock piles, and all of a sudden tie into a a school of smallmouth and just just waylay them just really have a lot of fun because those fish are such good fighters so yeah we're definitely hearing uh some increased reports of, of how good the smallmouth fishing is on the lake for sure and i'm sure we're going to hear more of that as you know as these we got zebra mussels a couple years ago in the lake and they haven't really expanded like they have in some of the other area lakes yet but we're uh we're anticipating that you know most likely that they're gonna they're potentially gonna impact the lake and maybe make things clear and and uh you know, give those smallmouth even a greater chance to survive and and thrive in the lake. So, we're assuming that that's going to be more of a fishery here in the coming years potentially.
0: You know, that bass population also again it stays very very strong despite a lot of bass fishing pressure. So, uh, just uh, again another species that has found a spot in the lake that uh, is ideal for it.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. So. <clears throat>
0: The, the the story of the walleye is a good one, uh, and I know you probably told it many times. I know I've talked to Doug Schultz about it many times, but for those in the Brainerd area who maybe didn't pay real close attention uh, to what happened, um, where was a real legitimate walleye crisis going on on Leech Lake? Is it, how many years ago was that now, Carl?
1: Yeah, it was back in the mid two thousands when things really you know really took a a, a turn for the for the worse and uh since then we've we've changed a lot of the management practices that we do we've kind of uh there's you know what happened was on the lake in the mid 2000s our cormorant population just exploded you know it went from a couple thousand birds to over 10,000 birds that were that were living on the lake and they started to look at those and you know, realize that those birds are fish eaters and that uh they started evaluating how many fish those birds can actually eat and we were able to, based on that data you know some of the the data that we've collected on on leech cormorants is being used nationwide for managing those bird populations and fish populations as well. So so once we, we were able to, uh, um, working with uh, Leech Lake Band, we we're able to do some cormorant control on the lake and bring those numbers within a manage more of a manageable species out there. And also some regulation changes on the lake too. So we did uh, you know, a couple of things to bring the population around. Um, we, we stocked for a couple of years, small eyes, we reduced the cormorant population and then we also did some regulation changes to try to to bring the fishery back and it it worked fairly well and right now you know people are pretty tickled and we're pretty tickled the way things have worked out and and what you know one thing that came out of that too is working with uh, a group of stakeholders on the lake we call it their leech lake fisheries input group and what it is it's a it's a group of Anglers, there's guides in in this group, and there's some resort owners and business owners, and uh, local and statewide anglers as well. There's tribal representation. There's Leech Lake Association. So, and every year we'll get together and we'll, we'll have a meeting, and we'll, you know, we'll provide our data, and we'll talk about the data, and they'll look at it, and we'll look at it, and and say, you know, here's where we think things are going, and we'll kind of, it, it really works well to, you know, for us to talk back and forth. Some of those some of those issues we think are going on in the lake and, and uh, kind of manage the lake cooperatively and, and really have buy-in from, from everybody. So, you know, we may not always agree, but uh, <laughs> the one thing it does do is, you know, it, uh, it gives some transparency to what we're doing and some of the decisions we make as well. So it's coming really handy for some of the other things, like the regulation changes that we've had. You know, we've, we get buy-in from them to make sure that uh, we're seeing what the anglers are seeing and, and everything meshes together, so...
0: You know, uh, I I think the the most amazing thing about that story is it it wasn't like the lake was fished out. It wasn't, it was just a truly unique, um, strange circumstance of nature in which uh, it was almost fished out by birds. Pretty unheard of, really.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, you know, a unique thing for us as biologists too, you know, <laughs> yeah. to 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 uh, accept the fact that th- how much impact, you know, a bird species like that can have on it. It, it was there were some angler impacts, but uh sure. just the amount of bird impact was was it's it's pretty impressive when you actually see the data, you know, how much they consume and you know, we do diet studies and and we've continued those diet studies as well to see, you know, how much they're impacting it as zebra mussels. Um uh, infestation continues on the lake, so we took stomachs from stomach samples from the birds for the past couple of years, and then we'll do that again here in a couple of years to uh, to compare those data from you know the 2000s, to the late 2000s when we first did it, and then these other you know couple of times that we've collected those stomach samples as well, and continue to track those. So so you know working with the with the Leech Lake band, the number of cormorants we think is a safe number on the lake is 500 nesting pairs. So you know, because they've been on the lake historically for years and years and years. So we want to keep that historic, that historic presence out there. You know, they're natural um, species, and then also that's something that we can manage the lake with as well. And it's not going to overly impact the fishery. So that's uh, that's what we're looking at as far as the corn go.
0: So we have seen some adjustments, of course, to the uh, to the walleye limit over the years to try to taking account to everything so going into 2021 what are what are we looking at for the limit this year
1: yeah right now what what uh, in those late 2000s what what we put on the lake was a you know we needed to protect some of those female spawners so we put a protected slot limit on you know trying to protect those those spawning size fish and and as we went through the you know 2013-14 we realized that you know it looks like we've got plenty of spawners out there we're seeing plenty of young fish in our in our annual um, young-a-year sampling. So we were able to release that slot a little bit, and then in 2019, we removed the slot completely. So since 2019, what the regulation has been is uh, one fish over 20 inches in possession with a four-fish bag limit, and that's what, we're, that's what we've got going into, into uh, 2021 as well.
0: You know, if you, if you have to have special rigs, that's about as easy as it gets. One over 20, four total.
1: Yeah, you know, very similar to the to the statewide regulation of uh, one over twenty with six fish bag limit. So, and it uh, seems to work well. You know, give you a chance to if you get that you know bigger fish and you want to keep the twenty-two, twenty-four inch fish or whatever. If you want to put some some meat in the frying pan, that's fine. But also keeping some of the spawners out there. So you know, it's a, it's a good mix. It allows some harvest, but also you know keep some fish, you know, a few fish protected as well.
0: So um, Leech Lake, of course. In addition to all the species we've talked about, has plenty of good northerns too. Um, any concerns with the northern population? Are you seeing any impact thus far with the new northern regs on Leech? No, you know that that
1: uh, our, our, the regulations on the northerns in, in our zone is, is kind of expected to be a long term um, trend. If it's going to if it's going to change anything, it's going to take you know quite a few years to uh to make a difference and on leech lake it's it's amazing our northern population how consistent it is if you look at our if our you know at our um, fall gill net catch rates they're they're very consistent they're always been you know somewhere between four to six fish per net you know there's never real highs are never real lows it just kind of clips right along in that four to six fish you know catch rate every single year and uh, you know we don't. You occasionally hear you know of a 40 inch fish or 40 plus, but uh, for the most part, you know we don't hear tons and tons of of big fish. And even with walleyes too, on these, you know we don't hear, you don't hear many reports of you know giant 32 inch fish or anything like that for walleyes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the northerns. You know we've got a good population of fish out there. They're decent sized fish. There's, there's no giants, but there's not, you know, they're not the hammer handles that you see on some other smaller lakes as
0: well. Fish in Paul Bunyan country. I'm Kev Jackson talking to Carl Peterson. He is the large lake specialist for Leech Lake out of the Walker area fisheries office. It's an embarrassment of riches in Leech Lake. They've got great populations of walleye, great populations of muskie, great populations of northern, great populations of bass. You also have great populations of bluegill and crappie, and I know that uh, leech is one of the lakes, Uh, Carl, you were saying that is part of that quality panfish initiative.
1: Yeah, you know, the statewide initiative is kind of start managing these the quality sunfish populations and and crappie populations that we have. and uh, either improve those or maintain those and on leech we've got you know some we can produce some really really big fish and, and a good number of them but uh, they're in you know some of these isolated bays where word gets out and uh, especially in the winter time or in the summertime, you know you see those boats piled up into those spawning sites or in the winter time you know the the same thing where you see a bunch of ice shacks you know in these shallow bays so they must be catching fish so nothing draws a crowd like a crowd mm-hmm. so we uh you know, our our input group has been asking for uh a a reduced bag limit for a couple years and then we when we did our creel survey a couple years ago as well we asked the anglers during that creel survey if they would support a uh reduced bag limit and overwhelming support for that reduced bag limit and it makes sense so we had uh we implemented this year as part of this quality sunfish initiative as well so um Leech Lake has it, and then as well as the, the Sucker Lakes just north of Leech Lake, the lower, middle, and upper Sucker Lakes have a reduced bag limit on bluegills and crappies as well. So.
0: And, uh, yeah, you uh, also have uh, changed the crappie rig there.
1: Yep, yep, both of them, both bluegills and crappie. We have a five-fish five bag limit on those.
0: Yep. That, uh, that isn't the case with all the lakes as part of the uh, panfish initiative. Some of them are blue, A lot of them are bluegills only, but uh, you opted for crappies as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. In the in the springtime, unleash those. those, You know, in some of the upper bays, up in the you know corners of some of these bays, that the crappie fishing can can really draw some attention. So we thought, you know, after talking with the anglers and and looking at some of the numbers we're seeing, we we did a we did some uh, um, some crappie and bluegill and and bass work in 2018, and thought that uh, that that regulation would potentially
0: be beneficial
1: for those fish on leech Lake, so so yeah you know it uh, that's the nice thing about that quality sunfish initiative that it's uh that um you can look at you know individual specific lakes and you know it is a five bag good for it it's going to be a 10 bag good for it and uh or you know like i said go with a state rig too so
0: you know it's interesting like with bluegills if you overfish them you're never gonna you're never gonna fish them out but then you, you you know what happens is they get small uh, crappies though you can you can practically fish them out at times yeah especially
1: in the spring you know because they get up in the in the shallow bays and, and if you find you know where they're where they're spawning up in those bull rush, you you can really put a hurt on the population real quick for sure they uh, at least that you know they'll grow faster and quicker than the bluegills you know uh, those really big 10 11 inch bluegills that might be a 10 year old fish so it takes years and years and years for those bluegills to uh to get, a, you know, a catchable size. That's why we really encourage letting those big, if you get those big fish, you know, anything, if, if we get anything over 10 in my boat, it always goes back, and a lot of times anything over 9 goes back in the lake. So, you know, those 8 inches are just perfect eaters, and bring those home and let the bigger ones go back to, to make bigger and more bigger ones. So.
0: You had uh, you mentioned before we went on the air that uh, you've got an updated management plan on Leech Lake. Uh, before you get into the specifics of it, uh, what exactly is a management plan and how long does uh, the process go to implement one?
1: Well, the, the management plan came out of that, uh, you know, in the mid-2000s when the walleye put, population uh, took a turn. We, uh, we started working with the stakeholders and just basically put out a plan for the lakes, some goals and objectives. You know, this is what we want to see for walleye and this is what we want to see for perch and for northerns, for the species in the lake. And uh, put some numbers on those. So, you know, we actually have, you know, this is our, like, for example, our walleye objective, one of the walleye objectives. We have seven of them on the lake, specific ones. And, like, one of them is our gill net catch rate, and that we do fall sampling for gill net sampling for walleyes every year. And we want that gill net sample to be somewhere between 7 to 10 fish per net, and that's our goal. And we base our management decisions on that, and right in the management plan it says, you know, if the walleye numbers drop below this then we'll you know we'll look at some other things like for example changing the, the walleye regulation and that's what we've done in the past so so working with those stakeholder groups we put this you know these management decisions on paper and so you can see it and see what those numbers are and, and every year we get together and we like I said we go over the numbers and make sure everything's looking you know within the goals like we want it to and then Every five years, is right now is what we're doing. We're looking at every five years. We'll go back and revisit that management plan and those goals and those objectives and decide if they're still working well for the lake and if, if we want to keep it, and that's what we did. So the management plan that we had in place was from 2019 to 2020, and uh, we looked at what we had. We were pretty comfortable with that, so we just adjusted um, some of the numbers based on the catch rates that we were getting, and you know we had another five years worth of data, so we incorporated that additional five years worth of data to just you know ad- adjust some of the of our objectives and and uh, this management plan now will go from 21, 2021 until twenty twenty six and then we'll take about a year process and reevaluate it and if you know if people think it's Still applicable to the lake, we'll keep it, and if not, we'll uh, we'll adjust. We we call it, unleash. At least it's called adaptive management, where we you know we're constantly trying to you know improve our management on the lake and adapt to changing conditions that we're seeing on the lake. So,
0: we we've talked about a lot of things. We talked a lot about a, a lot of concerns and things you're watching. But as we wrap it up, is there any one thing that really is concerning on Leech Lake right now?
1: Yeah, the only you know the The real thing that we're con- concerned about is the zebra mussel impacts. You know, we've looked at other uh, walleye lakes, you know, larger and, and some smaller walleye lakes in the state, and looked at how the zebra mussels have impacted them. Some, it seems like there is some in- impacts. Others, the lakes are just doing tremendous with zebra mussels in them. So, that's the uh, that's the the big one right now that we're you know it's really in the back of our mind. How is that going to affect the lake? We've started to look at a few different things based on that. Is we started collecting some algae, algae samples in cooperation with the Lake Association. So they actually do the uh, collection of those water samples, and uh, we'll, we get, we're, we're getting that algae analyzed to see if our algae counts change throughout the year and change throughout, you know, from pre zebra mussel to post zebra mussel infestation to try to get a look at that food chain and how much are we changing that food chain and impacting the way the lake functions, I guess. So... So that you know, the zebra mussel impacts right now are our biggest interest and concern. So,
0: Professor Carl Peterson, give your student Leech Lake a grade right now.
1: I think, you know, I always want to give it an A+. Plus, but, uh, <laughs> I, we can always improve, you know, I guess. It, uh, but right now, boy, I tell you what, you talk to the anglers, you talk to the guides, you talk to local business owners, and, and people are pretty tickled with what's going on in the lake right now. The walleye population is good. The, the, uh, <clears throat> the bass and bluegills, like we've talked about, the muskies, right now knock on wood, you know, that uh, things are looking good. I'd... I think I'd have to give it a A minus, a- maybe just based on our our perch population is still a little bit lower than where we want it to be. It's just below our objective ranges. It, you know, it'd be nice to see some some more perch in the lake, and definitely some more jumbo perch in there that people really really like to fish. But uh, we didn't have a creel this winter, but we definitely heard some anecdotal stories of. Of people getting in some really good perch catches, so hopefully that uh, that continues to improve. And we def- we also heard you know some reports of people seeing just clouds and clouds and clouds of small perch on their underwater cameras. So we're crossing our fingers that our adjustments to the walleye regulation has allowed some some harvest of walleyes, but it's also given some relief to that uh, to our prey population of those perch and let them bounce back a little bit. So so we'll call it an A minus for now. How's that, Kyle? Okay,
0: that sounds good. I. I'd I'd give the Large Lake Specialist a lot of credit for that myself. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Carl Peterson is the Large Lake Specialist on Leech Lake. Carl, thanks for your time and uh, giving us the insight today. We really appreciate it. Great. Thanks, Keb. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and check out the podcast. There's always bonus content in the podcast. You can subscribe at Podcast One, the PodMN app, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll do it all again tomorrow. In the meantime, tight lines, everybody.